Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, people are mad at me for my clickbaity thumbnails. Why the fake cringy expressions? These are getting bad now. A while back I saw a ramble about Mr. Beast where Mado was criticizing his thumbnails and the whole mouth open thing. Now it seems Mado is copying Mr. Beast style, which to me is a shame. This whole thumbnail thing is just weird IMO. And he's showing my thumbnails on the ramble channel. I like these thumbnails. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't criticizing Mr. Beast's thumbnails in rambles because he was the one who came out and said that him having his mouth super far open hurt the attention of his video and I was like yeah in general being like looks weird and it's not something I'm usually in favor of I don't view like my mouth being slightly open or whatever as the same thing I've got two people working on thumbnails for the rambles channel and I like them I think these are all good thumbnails and I don't know what problem you might have with these thumbnails. I, I think they're all great. And the Ramble channel is doing good as well. But it's got a surprising amount of upvotes. I, I don't know what's cringy about, like, any of this. You look like you're breathing. Mr. Beast looked like he was going to eat a viewer. That's what I was saying. Like, the expression didn't look real. It, it looked like he was trying to swallow an entire apple in one go. And a lot of thumbnails look like that. But, like, this expression here of, like, oh, that's an expression of what a person looks like when they're making that expression. It looks like on some of the Mr. Beast thumbnails as if someone had photoshopped this mouth open larger than it would actually be possible for a mouth to be open. And it just looked uncanny. And I wasn't being hypercritical of Mr. Beast there. It's just that's what he was talking about on Twitter. <laughs> it's just a bit over the top for you, I guess. I guess everyone's going to have different tastes. I got to say, though, obviously this comment here is not coming from a hater or something. It's coming from a legitimate place of questioning, right? Because they've they've watched all the videos. You can see by the red bars. You're like, this kind of face. Like, what is that? And this one. Reminds me of that, um... What's that sketch? So this is from Widest Kids You Know, called Happier and With Your Mouth Open. It's a very old short. The premise of the short is the director keeps coming back and asking the actors to act out the scene again in very weird ways. But the last direction he gives is this one. Okay, Roger, we're gonna do it again. Forget all, forget everything, okay? Good, done. Uh, mm -hmm. Clean slate, okay. we're gonna do this completely way, 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 way happier. Your mouth is gonna be way, 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 way more open. Okay, just big time. Mitchell, I want to see you happier with your mouth open. You guys are on the same page. That's why we're a team. I love it. This is going to be magic. Everybody, this is the money shot. I feel it in my bones. Roll that camera. Action. Yeah, you can see the similarity. So obviously what I'm saying is there are natural expressions that a person might have legitimately. And then there's like the over the top YouTube thumbnail where a person looks like they've been contorted to express way beyond what a human's meant to be able to. And that to me looks bad. And I don't think my thumbnails move into the territory of uncanny valley expression not possible by humans. Having heard Dark Viper talking about constantly wanting to optimize his engagement on YouTube, he has probably found out that these thumbnails work out the best. I don't have a really easy way to test different variations of thumbnail. These are ones that are just 
what is made by the two people who help me out with thumbnails and then I think look good. I still do not have access to the tool that enables you to add more than one thumbnail and to have the system pick the one that has the most engagement. I don't have that yet, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, A-B testing for YouTube thumbnails. I don't have that. Hopefully I'll get it eventually. And even if I got that though, I'm not sure I would really want to be paying for multiple thumbnails or the money's less of an issue of just needing to wait for two to be made. Although sometimes when a thumbnail is made, the person making it does have two different ideas or something could be included or not included. So there was an earlier version of this, which didn't have the PlayStation and the PC in the background. And also didn't have no PC port at the top. This one, there was a version that didn't have Franklin and Lamar in it. And so like, just for the hell of it, I would probably put up the earlier versions and the later version as well, just to see which one did better. But uh, I didn't have that option, which sucks. Has streaming on YouTube ruined my engagement on Twitch? So I have been asked, has my multi-streaming to YouTube, as well as now Twitch, when I just streamed on Twitch before, has that impacted my viewership for Twitch? So this is what my numbers look like. I started October 20th, so here. And you can see there seems to be a general upwards trend here. But to what degree that is because YouTube is funneling viewers to Twitch versus I've just been doing some fairly interesting stuff over the last couple of months. It's hard to say. As well, obviously, GTA 6 coming out, you know, likely has inspired a bit more interest in GTA 5 as well, maybe inspiring some of this growth here. But in general, obviously my viewership hasn't declined. Multi-streaming for two different platforms has not hurt my viewership on Twitch seemingly at all. There's no like just an immediate drop off here as everyone tries to watch my YouTube design. Often it seems a lot of people, as I've argued, see that I'm live on YouTube and go, oh, the YouTube chat experience is not the best, and they come over to Twitch. Because a lot of my audience is on YouTube, they now know more often that I'm live. Yeah, especially when I do chaos, people see that I'm live on YouTube and I'm doing chaos, so they come over to Twitch because they can only vote and have their votes count on Twitch. And if you go to my YouTube here, my average viewership for the, this period is 716. And 716 is, is quite good numbers for YouTube. Like I'm surprised the average is this low, to be honest. But it's probably factoring in a lot of these lower streams over here as well. Like you can see this spike here, this is like GTA 6 kind of stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, it's basically like I just have an extra thousand viewers now. There's been no downside as far as I can tell. One thing I'm concerned about though, is because I don't run ads on YouTube, but I do on Twitch, I think some people, not a lot of people, but some people prefer to watch me on YouTube for that reason. But to be clear, the only reason I don't run ads on YouTube is because OBS doesn't have a way for me just to turn on ads for each live stream. Like I have to individually go into YouTube and turn it on. Like the OBS integration for YouTube is awful. I've talked to my partner manager about it. He agrees. It's just, they just haven't fixed it. It's dumb. We get ads on YouTube too. During the live stream, maybe my mods are turning it on. I don't know. So I check on my live stream right now. Oh, well, okay. I take that back. I guess maybe they, either my mods are fixing it or it's finally actually at, put the ads. It's balanced, medium earning potential, balanced viewer experience. YouTube will determine which ad formats are best for your live stream and when ads appear, your viewers may not see ads at the same time. You will still be able to manually insert ads during the live stream for breaks and transition periods. Okay, so I guess that's not an issue now. Sweet. Well, I should, I guess while I'm here, also do an update for ad revenue. So prior to turning on the ad incentive thing, I would get somewhere between $5 and $40 at max for a stream. Usually somewhere in the middle, like $20. I'm currently getting somewhere between like $100 and $300. I guess it's just going to depend on how long I stream and all that jazz. Do I think it's worth it? That's not an insignificant amount of money. Although this is December where ad rates are highest. I might keep them on. I have not noticed a, a drop in viewership or whatever. 
And my mods are usually pretty good. I mean, they're good at everything because they're great people, but they, they usually play the ads when I'm like not in the room or what have you. So yeah, current update on all things YouTube and Twitch for me. I intentionally destroyed a part of my PC for one specific reason. So yesterday, I felt like garbage, as I do right now. But I'd like to find at least something that I can do over day to be like, yeah, I, I did something. And so I rebuilt my PC. I bought myself another tower, a Corsair 7000D, mainly because the door of my other one was destroyed. But in general, I just hadn't put the PC together very well last time. And I had to add a bunch of stuff later on. And so it wasn't all packed in well. One potentially controversial thing that I did though, was I cut all the RGB cables off my fans. It says to RGB hub. Read it! Read! Trust me, it says to RGB hub, okay? I looked up online like, is this something you can do without damaging the fans? And no one would give me a straight answer. I was like, well, I don't have them plugged in. So surely they're not necessary and I just cut them off. Why though? Because double this amount of cables, just in the case for no reason. <laughs> I don't like the RGB. I don't want it. And it just cleared the case. PC is way better now. I take pictures, but it's like pitch black in here. Oh, I also discovered, I didn't realize at the time when I put it in, but I mentioned before how I bought myself a ridiculously expensive 4090. It turns out one benefit of that 4090 is it only takes up one slot. Previously, my other 4090 covered two PCIe slots, so I couldn't put anything in that second slot, but now I can. So I'm gonna get myself another four port capture card. It's gonna be great. Do I regret creating the Rambles channel? Do you think that the Rambles channel is worth it considering you're just getting around the same views on that channel as the main channel? Oh, it is 100% worth it, dude. I mean, I believe I've talked about this in Rambles, but... So I think the most views that the Rambles ever got collectively on my main channel was like a million views. And that's for like a good month. But now having a separate channel and more Rambles being able to be released and having a separate channel, meaning that I can have like dedicated people working on the Rambles, they're just a lot higher quality. Their edits are better, the thumbnails are better. The topics are separated into individual videos when that makes sense to do. Where on the main channel, I'd be like, well, this topic's 11 minutes, but I still have to put it in a ramble because I don't want to release like two different rambles in one day. So like, like, I'm just able to present the content in a way that's far better and more suited than I ever could on the main channel. More than this though, I'm also able to put out shorts on that channel. Again, we've talked about how I'm not sure how much value there really is in shorts. Everyone would tell you, and we just gave an example before, the amount of people who move from shorts to main channel videos is not that high, but it seems okay. And they do make a little bit of revenue. Like this many views made $1,300. So like every million views is like a hundred bucks. Do I make money on shorts? I pay $15 a short. So I lose $500 a month on shorts, but it gets me a little bit more notice. You know, that's not, it's not a huge amount of money to lose, but obviously I, I couldn't even experiment with this at all if they were still trapped on the main channel. And this is going to be a dumb thing to say. Maybe I shouldn't admit, th admit this, but it is nice having the comments for the rambles separated from my main channel comments. Obviously in my rambles, I can talk about controversial things or things that people can be very opinionated on. And sometimes I just don't want to deal with all those comments. Sometimes I just want to see the nice comments about GTA 5. But people are like, huh, you said something funny at five minutes and 43 seconds in this past episode. And I can click and go, you're right. I did say something funny there. Rather than a person going, you're a scum of the universe. What are you talking about on this topic? You're an idiot. And then an entire like essay. I'm like, oh, okay. Very different comments, right? Having them separated on another channel means that I can engage with that as much or as limited as I want to. 
right? I don't think it's a, a whole different audience. It's a different type of content. You're very unlikely going to be, have a, a strong opinion or a reason to write an in-depth comment or be hypercritical of me for a chaos episode where funny men do funny thing in video game. So what I'm saying is many, many benefits to having the Ramble channel. Lol, okay, so basically don't bother writing in-depth comments, I guess. No, I, I do read them sometimes. It's just some days I'm having a bad day and I don't want to be reading entire essay comments or having to scroll through the occasional cringy kind of really over the top political kind of comment. I do read them. I do I do read comments on the Ramble channel sometimes, but it's just nice having them separated to, so I can experience that as much or as little as I want to. Yeah, exactly. That's rich Mr. 14 pages. I'm not criticizing people who want to write long in-depth comments on topics. I'm just saying that I don't always have time for that stuff or emotionally want to deal with it. The GT5 exclusive content you will only find on my VOD channel. For those interested in my old GT5 and GT Online content, that is all finally coming to the VOD channel. Breaking news, GT5 YouTuber finally releases GT5 VODs on livestream channel. No other breaking news has happened this week. And so it's a, it's a nice little bit of art from Phoenix here, parodying the uh, GT6 trailer announcement. So it will be effectively all of my GT Online VODs that I still have. So pre-2016, I didn't keep literally everything that I did. I kept a lot of stuff, but not everything. Back then, largely all that I did was speedrun. There was only a handful of other games that I played. I didn't play that much GT Online either, but the little that I did play it, I don't have all that footage. I have some of it. As for my runs, the only runs I have before 2016 are those that were significant. So PBs or very close to PBs. After that, while I do have everything, I'm not going to put everything on my VOD channel. I'm just going to put all my GT Online footage and all runs that were significant. So runs that actually get completed, whether or not I PB. So sometimes I won't PB, sometimes I do. To be clear though, usually when I wasn't gonna PB, I would not bother finishing the run. So most of the VODs that go up are going to be PBs, but there'll be a handful of non-PBs thrown in just to keep people guessing whether I'm actually gonna succeed. And that should be interesting, hopefully. Some of this footage wouldn't have even been made into how this even ended footage back in the day. With that being said though, I was a less interesting streamer back then. I was often far more focused on just having good runs than I was on uh, being entertaining. And I do wonder how things are gonna be when we get to that period where I talk more about politics and stuff. Some of that will probably be cut out. Hopefully not a lot of it. We'll see what happens. I'm largely gonna hope that the VODs just remain untouched, but we'll see what happens. And as well, I used to speedrun with the actual music on for the game. And so that's caused some issues that, like obviously I don't care that much if I make money off the VODs, but I still want them to be viewable. And some some songs, if you use them in your videos, the video gets blocked from viewership for various different countries. So we're probably gonna use the vocal remover thing to remove some songs in some sections so that the, the videos can at least be viewed, even if I won't get money because other songs will cause me to lose monetization. The ultimate goal for the VOD channel is for one day to have my VODs go from YouTube to the VOD channel. Like you might question now that I'm live streaming on YouTube, why wouldn't I just have the VODs that I make on YouTube stay up? And the reason for that is the quality of the recorded version is higher than the live stream that I'm doing. At least it should be, at least a bit higher. The live streams are far more compressed. So like the, the recording will be a better version. And as well, there'll be a bit of cutting, bit of trimming and stuff for the VODs. We'll, we'll see what happens when that finally happens a million years from now. So anyway, new content coming to the VOD channel. Be sure to subscribe and watch all the stuff that's going up there, like my older GTA playthroughs and stuff are all releasing right now, so. This is why I leave my DMs open on Discord. This guy is the best, I swear. 
Hey Matt, sorry to bother you again, but I found this guy on the subreddit who was looking for an old tutorial video you did where you showed people how to switch between modded and vanilla GTA. I haven't seen the video personally, so I can't figure out more about it, but if that rings a bell, let me know. I respond, I think it was taken down a while ago. I planned to re-upload to the extra channel. I can get it for you tomorrow. Thank you, you're actually the goat. Yet I gave him the thing. Tutorial switching quickly between GT5 copies, Steam. Thanks, man. I'll get this over to him right away. Also, thank you for communicating with me. I know I bother you quite a bit, and I much appreciate your help and input with things. Have a good stream if you're streaming today. Yeah, I, I respond to like a lot of people on Discord. With that being said, people who send me random bullshit, I just immediately block. Some people will message me like, hi, Dark Viper. Oh my God, your DMs are open. Your DMs. Oh my God, hi, Dark Viper. Hi, Dark Viper. And they, they just spam random stuff. Or like every single time they see like a random meme in the middle of nowhere. Like here's just like a funny meme about Rainbow Six Siege. Nothing to do with me. Nothing that I'll be particularly interested in. Like, hey, I found this funny. Here you go. And they'll give me like one a day. I just go block. Like people who either actively try to be annoying or are unaware that they are being annoying, I just block. Not because I hate them or something, but because I want to make sure I have time to actually respond to people like this who need me for something that only I can potentially help them with. People who just like send me like hi or the Discord wave, I don't block them, I just like ignore them, right? You have to message me with an actual reason to need my help with something to get me to respond. Of those, I probably respond to like 90, 95% of them. Some I skip because I, I look at them and go, that's gonna take me way too long to respond to. And I just don't have the time. I help out as many people as possible, but obviously I only have a finite amount of time and I, I usually have like stuff I need to do. So there's only so much I can do. But I do think I'm a bit more open than a lot of creators, especially at my size. But I do remember like 2020, 2021, when I was at like my absolute peak, I did have to turn off my Discord DMs as well for a bit because I just got way too many. Currently, the amount that I receive is a manageable amount, and uh, that's how you get these interactions like this, but one day that might, again, not be possible. We'll see. <laughs> he truly is the most matter of all time. In fact, I'm the best guy named Matthew Judge who has the alias Darkfab AU of all time. Not, not one of those better than me. Answering your most interesting questions. Demo Mute has asked, why do I do 1080p on Twitch now, even though 8K bitrate is not sufficient for 1080p at high motion? And the reason for that is, I don't always just play GTA 5. I'm often just rambling, as you can see me here, and I don't have it in me to switch between resolutions all the time. So I've just, I'm just sitting with 1080p now. It's fine, it's good enough quality for, for GTA 5 and everything that I do. I just can't be bothered tinkering with it anymore. Do you make a conscious effort to say arse instead of ass? Or does it come naturally? Do you even believe they're two different words? Synonym, sure, but different in spelling and pronunciation. I was unaware that they had different definitions. I thought they're just the same word. Arse, vulgar slang British. A stupid, irritating, or contemptible person. Arse, informal British. A foolish or stupid person. Yeah, so they, they are used the same way to mean the same thing. Both ass and arse are both used to refer to a person's buttocks or anus. But it seems to be to depend on the region. Like ASS, apparently, according to Google at least, is North American. I don't particularly emphasize R when I say ass. He is being an ass. Does that sound like there's an R there to you? Like traditionally, Australians don't emphasize R's in things, I think, is, is a tendency. If you were asked by Rockstar to say one line to be added to the radio in GTA 6, what would you say? I'd probably have someone on the radio sign off by saying, thanks for listening, and I wish you all the best. No one would understand it except us. It would make sense for that to exist there, like a sign-off for a, a person on a radio, but only we would get it. 
A nice little Easter egg, I suppose. Either that or I just shameless self-promotion. You're listening to 991 Rock Radio. By the way, you should subscribe to Dark Viper AU on YouTube and Twitch and Instagram and threads and Twitter and, and it's just the list goes on and on. And any other potential social medias that come out in the future, he'll be there too. Dark Viper AU. The best content you can find. If I saw stuff in GTA 6 that they meant as a reference to me, like some person working in the back end, it's like, I like that Dark Viper AU guy, I'm gonna add this in here. I perhaps wouldn't even recognize it. Like when Cougars were a part of the drug DLC, people were like, is that related to Dark Viper AU? Is there, is, is the person giving you a nod like, hey, hey Dark Viper AU, you Cougars? Or is it just Cougars? If someone in GTA 6 said, millions to one, would that be a thing to me? Or Because other people say that thing. In the same way that for a long time, Runs dead was associated with me to some degree, but in reality like a lot of runners say their stuff Ah, my runs dead. So they're not necessarily referencing me like I just think that outro. Thanks for listening And I wish you all the best boop. It's just so me although I say thanks for watching but be on the radio It's weird to hear your voice in other places not here on YouTube felt weird when you were on the WAN show I suspect when I'm talking to other people like the way I speak might even be slightly different in the same way that my mother when she picks up the phone She goes hey, how's it going? That kind of thing. I doubt there's that much of that, but uh, certainly a change of microphone could impact that as well, depending upon the context. But I haven't had that many instances where footage of me speaking online has not been through this microphone, at least within recent years. One annoying thing was when I was on Mudahar's podcast and the audio was fucked up for me. Like if you go back and listen to that, like I, I sound weird coming through the microphone and I was, I, I'm still confused to, to this day why that was, because I, recorded myself and gave that to them and they didn't use it. Like obviously Mudahar wasn't the one who edited that or any of those guys. Maybe the editor didn't like me, I don't know. And they just didn't notice or, or what have you. I think it was still listenable, but I, I think I was sped up to some degree, which is weird. Clearly I should contact Mudahar and be like, man, you owe me. Audio was screwed up. Gotta get back on that podcast. To some degree it's surprising that Mudahar is willing to be so vocal against reaction content. When Caleb and Nux both do some forms of reaction content. Like Nux does it with permission apparently, and a lot of it is, is clips and stuff, but it's stuff that I am not super fond of. I don't hate the dudes necessarily. I don't hate them at all really, but it's not stuff I'm particularly fond of. Like if you listen to Mudahar talk, uh, his ideas as to what should be acceptable in regards to reaction content are not necessarily the exact same as mine. But there's enough overlap there that obviously I like his voice in the space. Not that he needs my permission, but. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.